This week on the Reverse Stick, testing, testing, it's episode one, two, three. Now three plus two equals five, plus one equals six. Add another three and you get nine. How did we end up starting with eleven? This is the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. I'm co-host number one, John uh, Lee. And I'm confused. You're, you're co-host number four on this board. I am. Matt yeah. Allen. Four plus three, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's just ten. One, two, three, and four. Why did we start with eleven? I don't know. I just... I'm, how, how did we arrive at eleven? I don't know. Don't, I mean, I mean, how did we arrive? Have at we been looking at this the wrong way the whole time? Now? Maybe there's some kind of strange math- mathematical answer amongst it all. Um, Is it in a Fibonacci number or what, something? What even like doesn't work, does it? You know, fives, you know, sevens, nines, elevens. What are eights? Rugby, thirteens, fifteens. Cricket, eleven. Maybe if we went to a seventeen, we would be unique and odd. Thirteen. Oh, they would cut out the Chinese market, probably. No, rugby, rugby league, 13. Oh, 13. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why it's not big in rugby, in China. Ah, you could probably write that. <laughs> yeah, we're thinkers here on this program, folks. <laughs> you, so I'll save my bake of you until a little bit. Are we not going to introduce the show and let people know what's going to go on today, tonight, wherever you are in the world, whatever time you are? Well, listening. we should mention our interview. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, first off, this is episode one, two, three, and welcome to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Great for you to join us. Uh, maybe it's the first time. Maybe you're a repeat offender. You just um, had to do an intro. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, but we were going to get into news, and part of the news this week is the African Cup for Club Champions taking place in Ismailia in Egypt. And uh, join, joining us down the line oh, about 20 minutes ago, and we'll slot it in shortly, is an interview with uh, Ahmed Esmohamed, the current Egyptian captain um, and uh, also uh, coaching captain at Al Sharkia Club, who are one of the participants and, dare we say, the most successful participant at the ACCC. Uh, looking forward to catching up with Ez shortly and hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it. Yes, hopefully. What were you doing? I was looking at the weather today. <laughs> Just to be accurate. Just, We've well, had a hot few days. We've had a hot few days. It's very hot. Purse, haven't we? It was forecast 42 today. I don't know if I got there. No, I didn't. No, didn't? No. 40-ish? No. Well, in Frio, because I was down for walking hockey, yeah. a friend of our, uh, ours, Ross, it was his birthday today. So oh, happy birthday. I Ross. had to go down and have a game with him on his birthday and took a little cake down and we all sang happy birthday and it was all, all really lovely. Um, at about 11, it peaked at around 36 oh, in, in okay. Frio. Wasn't that and, hot, it, and it started to get a bit muggy. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, electrical storms tomorrow, apparently. It's something to look forward to. Really? That'll be fun. But but shy of, it's bloody hot. And uh, hopefully this is some kind of solace for all of uh, all of you in the UK in particular, playing underwater hockey at the moment. Uh, shout out to Paul Das, who's just asked us, what's underwater hockey? Isn't that what you play in the UK? No, it's overwater hockey, because all the pitches are frozen ah, on yeah, top of it. I see, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's only one good use for ice, Matt. Clink, clink. That's um, it. Well, hopefully your weather's fine wherever you are in the world. <laughs> How do we get there? I'll uh, tell you what, it was bloody hot doing fives the other night. It was, yeah. Hockey two plus three. Are we going to talk about that? Or we'll talk about that later on. No, we'll definitely be talking about it later on. I'm just saying it was hot the other okay. night. Let's get on to some real news, news. though. Yeah, what's Proper going, news. What is going on in the world of hockey, John, apart from the Pakistani Junior Championships available on YouTube? 
apart from the A Triple C 2019, available on YouTube, and apart- also the the Cup here in Perth, the FA oh, Cup available on YouTube. Well, there's been some international hockey going on, Matt, at the highest level. Test matches between the Argentinian and German women. There's uh, four games going on between the 1st and 8th of December, and there's been three games played. Interesting series. Argentina won the first game 3-1. A one-all draw in the second game, Germany scoring late, and then Argentina with a sole goal in the third game, so just one more to come. Uh, which is happening about 24 hours from now. So about the same time as uh, this podcast will come out. I was just looking at that, and it, it said 1 to 8 December, and I thought it was an 8-1 win for Germany. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it's a tight contest there. There's not much in it, really. Um, yeah, some interesting hockey. You haven't seen any of Well, it's though. only 28 sleeps until the Pro League starts, or something, isn't it? I don't know. Have you been counting it? No, there is a countdown clock happening somewhere. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got to get on to that. It ain't, ain't long. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's happening in those test matches. That's uh, Argentina and German women. That's how going on in Buenos Aires, by the way. Uh, three versus Might be a bit four hot ranked, there at this time of ranked year. Ranked in the world. Uh, um, what's the hemisphere? The northern summit? Southern, there's Argentina's in the south, mate. Right. They're across the road from New Zealand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it's winter in Egypt. You thought you thought it was going to be hot there. Well, it's It's sandy. Places that are predominantly sand, and lo- a la Australia, and lush, are hot. And lush and green. Yeah, we've There's got lush and market, green bits market as well. gardening world out there in Egypt. Anyway, go on. Next. Are we going to start a geography? Uh, the Three Nations Invitational, Invitational Under-21 Tournaments, Australia, New Zealand and India playing there. Under-21 women. Yep. Can- uh, Canberra. In Canberra. Uh, be hot there as well. Australia versus New Zealand played in the first game. It was the New Zealand girls that got home there. Three goals to one. Then New Zealand uh, took on India, and India on top to nil. Then the Indians played the Australians, and it was a one-all draw. New Zealand then played Australia again, and this time it was the same score, but reversed. It was Australia winning 3-1. Still two games to go there. They're just playing a little round robin between the three of them. And what else have we got? Uh, SEA go Games. SEA oh, yeah, games. South East. Well, we should uh, mention Indoor. Because our, our mate, Mr. Morrison's been over there flaunting himself around the media areas, oh, I, I think, see. I think just trying to avoid the typhoon or cyclone <laughs> or hurricane or whatever they got out there, but it looks a bit nasty. I did particularly like the uh, the photograph photo, yeah. posted of the high-tech media centre with a tarp strung up over the top. <laughs> Catching the water, dropping through the roof. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> That's the sort of stuff you love to see. Southeast Asian games for men. Um, how many games have been played there? Just a couple of games at the moment. We've had, uh, let's go run through some of these scores. Uh, Malaysia 6-0 win right. over Singapore. Thailand beat Malaysia 4-1. Uh, Singapore beat the Philippines 4-1. Malaysia beat um, Myanmar 6-0. Thailand beat the Philippines 5-0. Singapore lost to Malaysia 6-0. And the Philippines uh, lost to Myanmar 3-1. And still uh, several games to go there. Before, do we get to a finals with that? Yes, there's a final coming up in three days' time. Play between those nations, Malaysia, Thailand, Singapore, Myanmar and the Philippines. That's the men's side of things. Now, you just mentioned Singapore then. They, they wouldn't be boosted by any junior ranks or there'd be more opportunities for some of the juniors to get through to play at the Junior AHF Cup which gets underway, our time as we are now, John, in 56 minutes' time. Singapore versus Chinese Taipei. Oh, OK. 
Oh, well, is no, there... No, Taipei. That's, that's for men and women? Yes. No, uh, no, men's junior. And just men? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, because the women are at the Southeast Asian Games. And uh, let's see, Cambodia and Singapore played a three-all draw to get things underway. Malaysia then took on the Philippines and uh, had a goal fest, 15-0. Uh, Malaysia then backed it up against Singapore the next day, winning 3-0. Thailand took on the Philippines and won 5-0. Cambodia and Thailand, it was a 6-1 victory to Thailand. And Singapore got over the Philippines 1-0. Still two or three games to go there before they get to the finals. And those are, what, three days from now. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, maybe. Just quickly, that junior AHA Cup is taking place in Muscat in Oman, 5th to the 14th of December. Um, joining, uh, where are we? I'll go to Pool A, Sri Lanka, Uzbekistan, Iran, Thailand and China. And then Pool B, Oman, Chinese Taipei, Singapore and Hong Kong, China. Yep, and the Southeast Asian Games are going on with a fabulously named place. Where's that? Laguna in the Philippines. Not to confuse our, our motoring uh, fans out there with Laguna Seca, but I'm sure it's a very lovely place. I haven't got a clue what he is rum, rum, rum. talking about. That's a redhead. Okay, uh, let's go back to some more results, shall we? Uh, where are the Australian, where's the Australian men's indoor team? Where are they playing at the moment? I don't know. Where are they playing at the moment? You might know. They're in Russia, I believe. Are they? Yeah. I don't know whether that's... Um, it's um, not coming up here. No, maybe the it's next not. thing is uh, Pro League and uh, Pro League kicking underway on the 11th of January for women and the men on the 17th of January and the Euro Hockey Indoor Championships all get underway for Championship 2-3 etc, etc, men and women uh, the men get underway on the 17th of January and the women's kicks off, where is it indoor championship, women uh, 24th of January now the, uh, at various venues across Europe which we'll talk about in weeks to come the Irish women are in South Africa at the moment playing indoor, they've oh, they had a two game uh, series in where not in Cape Town, I know that because that's where they're going next and there's four games coming up and friend of the show, Tyron Jabu Barnard will be uh, be behind the mic. Cape Town. <laughs> yes, very good. It's a podcast. Visuals don't work oh, very well. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, Ty- Tyron commentating there. Uh, we'll share the links through the Hockey Live. Four games coming up. Uh, I think uh, Orla, 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 Orla Fox, is it? The Irish, one of the Irish yeah. women uh, scored their first international indoor goal for 30 years or something. Well, that's, that can't just be against South Africa, can it? They, no, that's it. They, oh. they haven't played any test matches I think in that that's period right. of time. Yeah, it's, right. they just haven't played. So oh, you well. can't, or maybe they've just been flogged every time they've played and haven't scored a goal. Yep. Either way. Anyway, four more games coming up between the Irish women and the South African women on home soil. They must, will be streamed live and we will share the links. Hashtag we must say congratulations hockey. for bringing that to us, to the uh, second best sports commentator in South Africa. Yes, congratulations, Tyron. Um, you know, to uh, run close, some of the big boys on super sports. Um, it's an absolutely yep, fantastic well accolade done. and... Uh, uh, a testimony to a servant to our sport. Absolutely. Well done, Tyrone. Good stuff. Uh, what else have we got as news? Or is that just about it? Uh, I think that's about it. I can tell you who our new men's head coach is. Can you? Go on. No, I won't tell you. Hello, I'm Nick Irvin, and you're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. You are with the reverse stick. We are the Global Hockey Podcast, and uh, let's get on to some other stuff. Shall we get 
No, before we get to our interview, yeah, you, you've got to have something to talk about, don't you? Do I? Do you want to talk about the FIH uh, Awards, Hockey Stars Awards? Let's do that, and so, then we'll get to Ez. Now, this is quite interesting, John, because we were mid-conversation with Ez, and you're going to hear that in just a moment, and I got a little ping. Oh, new post on the FIH.ch. Is, is your dog eating a bone there? Maggie, uh, she Maggie, might be. Maggie, what are you doing? Don't do that there, mate. It's very hot outside. It is hot outside, but we're trying to record a podcast. I know I love you so much. Well, the police helicopter keeps shining a light in her eyes. So. <laughs> it's been one of the, it's a crazy <laughs> mango <laughs> madness. There's a little bit of that going on at the moment. Uh, yeah, Ping, a new uh, article up on the FIH.ch website, and it's that time of the year again, John. It's the FIH Hockey Stars Awards. Um, on the men's side, there's only uh, one nomination available for both the uh, Rising Star and the Men's Player of the Year. It's Arthur Van Doren. Uh, so that's, al- that's already sorted out okay. for everybody. Uh, no, on a serious note, John, they are out, and here is your opportunity to get on oh, you a were vote. Joking, then. No? All right. Go the International it. Hockey Federation has invited all players from any category, fans, media, and national associations in the world to vote for the 2019 FIH Player of the Year. FIH Goalkeeper of the Year and FIH Rising Star of the Year, men and women. The vote is open until the 17th of January 2020. The winners of all 2019 FIH Hockey Stars Awards, which also include the FIH Coach of the Year, will be announced in February 2020. Votes from national associations, which will include some international athletes and coaches' votes, will count for 50% of the overall result, while fans and players, 25%, as well as media, 25% will make the other half of the votes. Fans and players can cast their vote here, and media can cast their vote here. What do we do? What do, we do? Three classes media? I've only got one vote to make. Well, I've got a FIH pass. Does that mean I'm a, a class as, as media? Anyway, so list of the awards, FIH Player of the Year, Men and Women, Goalkeeper of the Year, Men and Women, Man and Woman, FIH Rising Star of the Year, Man and Woman, Under-23 Players, and FIH Coach of the Year, Man and Woman, as determined by an FIH panel. Yep, it's another Friday night recording, folks. Uh, here Come we on. go. Nominees for the FIH Player of the Year. Where's the drum roll? We haven't got the drum roll on there. Mate. No, we, we've got this. Oh, no, that's the wrong that's one. That's not it. Uh, let's have a look. Okay. You want the sound effect, Why don't you? Why do bother even buying this? We can't work it properly. Can anybody come around and teach us how to use it? That's... FIH, some work to be done there. Uh... Can we just, uh, FIH Player of the Year for Women, Carla Rebecca, Argentina, Jana Mullerwielen, Germany, Eva de Huda, Netherlands, Frederica Madler, Netherlands, Stacey Mickelson, New Zealand, and Olivia Merry, also New Zealand, the uh, FIH Goalkeeper of the Year. For women still? Yeah, okay. You've got to announce someone first. Rachel Lynch, Australia. Maria Ruiz, España. Matilda Petrio, France. Aisha McFerrin, Ireland. Megumi Kageyama, Japan. And now finally in the women's category, onto our FIH Rising Star. Just read them out. Alright. Julieta Jankunas, Argentina. Zhang Jiaqui. China, Nikkei Lorenz, Germany, La Ramsey Army, India, and Frederica Matla, Netherlands. So, 
Uh, a double nomination there in both the Rising Star and the Player of the Year for Mackler. Uh, and then on to the men. FIH Player of the Year, Eddie Ockenden, Australia, Aaron Zalewski, Australia's Lucas Villa, Argentina, Arthur Van Doren, Belgium, surprise, surprise, Victor Wegnes, Belgium, and Manpreet Singh, India, Goalkeeper of the Year, Tyler Lover, Australia, Vincent Van Ash, Belgium, David Carter, Canada, Kiko Cortez, España, and Victor Ali, Germany, and finally the Rising Star of the Year for the men, Michael Casella, Argentina, Blake Govers, Australia, Zachary Wallace, GB, Vivek Prasad, India, and Jonas de Goos, Netherlands. Nice to see a GB uh, <laughs> option there. Uh, do you think we could do bingo with that and get most of the top ten nations in the country ticked off? In the country, in the world ticked oh, off? Oh, yeah, but look, in fairness... It's all subjective, I know. In fairness, what's the likelihood that the, um, the best five players in any given hockey year are going to come from one of the top ten teams? I mean, that... You can, and, and if there's only, if you're only picking five people in a category and you've got top ten teams, someone's going to miss out and that country will yeah. obviously feel aggrieved. I mean, yeah, whatever. Popularity, good, good. All, all of the players are good. None of them is a spud. You know, it's not like we're talking about dodgy players or something. Well, or, look, if you've got a, if you've got a favourite in though, in there, get on it. Start voting. Yeah. Share it with your friends. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it might be 25% of the volume for the for the fan vote, but uh, you get enough votes. It doesn't matter what the 50% of the 50% votes, does it? <laughs> well, you, get two, you get two million votes for any one person on there, then that's it. It's in the bag. Yeah, well, the so best player in the world. In the <laughs> as, bag, as judged by the bag. The bag. Oh well, uh, yeah. Congratulations to all of those players oh, yeah. being selected. Yeah, it's great, lovely. It's a bit. Do, do we have a? a, a an award, though, that's sort of like outside of the administration. When I say something like that, in, in Australia here for our, our football codes, they have uh, a fairest and best, if you like, and it's it's voted by umpires across the season. So it's it's outside of the... It, and people argue for and against the pros and cons of that, but it's the institutions that that's the way it goes. Yeah. Well, I don't think the NRL do. They have a different system. But something that's... Yeah, I've got um, an issue with that system from something locally this year. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But... Well, you know, no, to be fair, uh, why, would you you know, not, how, why would you not give votes out on, on a particular game, John? Um, and the reason you don't give those votes out on that particular game is because it wasn't played in very good spirit and you only gave three green cards. What's, what's the highest award in, in uh, say, Premier League soccer? And how's that decided? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. As just... a yeah, player of the year, I think. And yeah, English and, Premier League Player of the Year and, award. And who decides that? Uh, it... I haven't got a clue. Okay. No. no. I, I just not. No, the European thing is the is the Ballon d'Or for the be, for the best yeah. in Europe, which and then they all end up being popular those... popularity contests to a degree, don't they? Or are they decided by some sort of insider <sighs> panel that you know watches every game and is across every player or. If I told yeah, you, if, if I told you, to yes, that if, yes, that is the case. Would you be happy just to move on? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's yes. exactly. Yeah, that's okay, right. Well, let's that's, move on. well, it's funny. That's exactly how they do it, John. Oh, good. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not interested in cast. I've got another poll. I've got a cast vote in. What? And what's that? It's this, it's um, Australia's best nurse. I'm going <laughs> to vote for Rachel Lynch in that one. <laughs> Well, 
listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and it's featured interview time once again. We've got a treat for you today, been John. A, been a little while. It has been it's a while since we've had somebody on, um, and it's kind of relevant because we've got the Africa Cup, uh, Cup for Club Champions happening at the moment in Egypt, and who better to have come on and talk about that, and a bit of his hockey history, is Ahmed Ez, the current Egyptian national captain and uh, representative for our Sharkia Hockey Club. Ez, welcome to the show. Hi, man. Thank you. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to, to have you on. We were looking through some of your uh, your stats, and uh, we believe it's 20 years of playing international hockey. Does that sound about right? Yeah. I started playing for my national team in 1999 uh-huh. until uh, 2012. I retired for two years and then returned back until now. Wow. Uh, the comeback. What prompted the comeback? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I decided to retire from national uh, team. I said, I said, enough for me to play for the, my national team, you know, and then I take two years like off or three years off and then return it back for my national team. Fantastic. Now, before we get into it all and, and start talking about uh, your club and international career, we're always interested to know where does somebody's hockey journey start and uh, when was the first time you picked up a stick and why? I was at uh, na- I was nine years old in this time. I went with my uncle. To his boy. he used to play in hockey for my team. I went home in the club uh, and I watched them playing hockey. And then I asked them to pick a stick and then start from there. Fantastic! And so you you that club being Al Sharkey that you're still involved with today. Yeah, I've stayed with them about nearly 30 years now, or 29 years now. And what, how would you explain, or how would you explain to the listeners, uh, what Al Sharkia is all about? Sharkia is a big uh, club in, in Africa, you know. In uh, Sharkia, like, uh, good football teams around the world, you know. In hockey, Sharkia is uh, a big name in hockey and also in Africa. Sharkia is participating in an uh, African Cup for Club Champions about 29 years. They won 24th time the title. So there's a pedigree. Which is meaning a lot. Yeah. It's a great, to, to be honest, not the club to blame for them, you know, but to be honest, it's the greatest club in Africa. To show them in playing hockey, uh, the all players they playing very good hockey, you know, the team, they doing very well during all this tournament to win 24 times the title. It's a long journey for us. Uh, or for the team, I mean, or Sharkia Club. An, an, inc- an incredible journey. So, what does the club look like? What's the setup? How many teams are involved? Uh, uh, you know, the youth teams, and, and who do you play against? And how regularly do you play against them? What's the league setup? Give us the whole picture. The, the league setup, we have 10 teams. It's like a Premier League. We have second uh, division or national division. It's like eight teams, you know. You play in uh, home and away. And then you play like playoffs. You take the first uh, top six teams. So you play again home and away. It's meaning about uh, 18 uh, games during the league. And then 10 games to make the, the, the team was going to win the cup, you know, or win the title or the league. And then the winner was going to play the African Cup for collection. It's could be qualified to play there. And is it is it two teams that uh, qualify in the men's and the women's from each country? 
normally yes but in Egypt if you are win- the winner from the Africa Cup and the winner from the Egyptian League you yep. can get the second team going to, through but only if you are the only winner in the Egyptian League you only want team going ah right right and sorry just on you say about the league there's 18 games home and away what kind of distances are you travelling to play your hockey not too much you know because we we have like a four uh, pitches in, uh, in in Cairo you know and uh, in Ismailia, they try to set the pictures or the games between these two towns. And it's not far, not maybe about, uh, maybe the maximum driving, like two hours driving. You can be there, not long journey to, to play. Is, how much attention does hockey get in, in Egypt? Is it a, a sport people would easily recognize as Egypt participating in? You know, to, uh, sport, hockey is a sport in Egypt, not, uh, not that uh, famous, you know. Because, you know, as you know, in all world, it's think about football, maybe <laughs> rugby, cricket, uh, yeah, you know. But in Egypt, or, or our uh, city, they know Sharkia team very well. And also in Egypt, to be honest, the Sharkia team is being recognized from everyone here. Because uh, they make the, like, history for themselves, you know. Maybe someone or anyone knowing them. When you talk about hockey, in Egypt, you talk about Sharkia, you talk about Eastern Company, uh, maybe police club. The art teams are getting more, more famous now. Is, is there a sense in um, what, Egypt about the history of the game and that there is a link there to, uh, to Egypt in the, the ancient history of, of our game? Does, do you guys feel that at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, in, in Egypt, the Pharaohs started playing hockey in many, many years ago, you know. And then they become the English people when they came here into Egypt. They try to teach in or show in them playing hockey. You know, in our city, is that what you mean? Yes. In our yeah. city, it was one of the best coaches in this time came to Egypt. In in Charkia, he used to be one of the guys in uh, make like army camp or something like this. And in this time, he was playing hockey. And they start to make some people or some persons or some players to come to join them just to play. And then he became as a coach for these players. And then one from this player became as a coach after he gone. And the story is come from there in Isha, in Chaké. And continue to today. Now, but Sharky is not just hockey, yeah. it's, a, it's a wider sporting club? Yeah, yeah, we have football team. He used to play in, in Premier League, but now they're relegated. You know, we have like, uh, uh for handball, volleyball. You know, we have uh, water polo. You know, we have uh, a swim team. We have a lot of sports as well. And do you Taekwondo, do you play uh, under under one banner? There's one sort of set of club colours that you wear, and everybody identifies with that. Yeah, yeah. We have two colours. Normal two colours for us uh, is green and uh, orange. Uh-huh. Is our normal formal colour. Green. And, is is there a reason for those two colours? Because normally they're not associated together. I wouldn't have thought green and orange. <laughs> Green, green because, you know, our uh, city, yep. you know, our uh, places is like about uh, farmers, you know, or someone who is like, uh, like big area of, uh, of garden, big area of uh, yeah. farmers, something like this. You know. Wow. And the orange? That's why we make, we pick, yeah, and the orange because uh, it used to be our coach, 
And on his nose, the coach, our coach, he, he liked that shitin. That's why he said to us, you have to wear orange. <laughs> it was a funny thing for us. Yeah, that's pretty good. No, he's not. Yeah, he, because he, he, our coach, he likes the Dutch way when they play, you know. Well, yeah, right. we, now we, sh- we should, we should wear in orange as well. <laughs> we, we talked about it slightly before, quickly before we, we, we uh, started the interview and many moons ago I played against our Sharky when I was in Holland on a, a bit of a tour yeah. and I remember those orange shirts and everybody was, yeah. everybody, well, to be honest, we were do, just finished doing a boat race, I think, after a social game and knowing that there was a game against you guys yeah. coming up in the afternoon and we weren't expecting you to be quite as serious as you were and the orange, yeah. uh, the orange tracksuits and shirts came along out of the bus and we thought, yeah. oh shit, what are we doing? <laughs> we're in for it. What are we doing? <laughs> I think it was only a 6-2 defeat, if I remember <laughs> rightly, which wasn't, probably wasn't too bad. Yeah. In the end, we, man, we, we try to to be good. You know, normally our team is going before the African Cup for club champions. He's going like in Germany. He's going Holland. He's going to Spain to make like a camp before the tournament. You know. But last few years, you know, had a problem was like financial problem about to to make a camp before the the tournament. And then we decide just to to be focusing just in Egypt to make our camps. And then going to play in the African Cup. Anywhere, maybe in Egypt, Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria. But before we used to be going to Europe to, to make like uh, a friendly games, yeah. like a serious camp before we're going. Well, you spent a fair bit of time in Europe yourself as well, playing and coaching in Italy and playing in England. Um, what prompted yes. the decision for you to, to leave Egypt and, and follow, uh, uh, follow your hockey dreams, I guess? Maybe there weren't. <laughs> I was, uh, after my first time, and uh, we played with my national team, 1999 or 2000, I decided, I talked to my father, I said to him, I would like to go into Europe to play hockey. He said to me, first thing, you have to finish your studying, you have to finish your uni, and then do whatever you want. I said to him, this makes sense for me, I have to focus on my studying, you know, and then when I finish, I can go. In 2004, when we was in Athens, you know, I get a chance to go into Holland. Sorry, to go into England. You know, so someone, some Egyptian coach was there. Egyptian coach was there. He talked to me during the tournament, during Athens. He talked to me, you would like to come to play in, in England? I said to him, okay, why not? But our, he, I used to come to play from, this was a tricky thing or a funny thing. I came from Olympic Games to play in second division. You know, in England, you have Premier League, yeah. National Division, Second Division. You know, it's meaning not playing Premier League. It was a stranger for some people to come from Olympic Games to play in Second Division. Yeah. You know, I don't know, it was just, it just would give me like a chance to be known, be here in, in England. Then maybe I'm going to join another club, maybe the season after or whatever you can do. It's what happened for me. I went to play for Humble Hook Club in Southampton and then after the, I finished the season, I believe it was them only one season, and then going to play for Heaven to Hockey Club in uh, Portsmouth. I stayed with them about uh, five years. We managed to get from national team, and then we're going to play in uh, Bremer League for two years, uh-huh. and then we were relegated that year. But my glory days, to be honest, it was with my, my, my team in England, Heaven to Hockey Club. Fantastic. Uh, I stayed with them from, yeah, 2005. And then returned to Egypt in 2010. I decided to, to go back to Egypt to get rest. 
Then, I, in during this time, I was doing coaching for the kids, coaching for the second team, maybe ladies team. And then decide to make like, uh, from England hockey, like coaching levels. I make le- coaching level one. I make the course level two. I work with having to hockey with college team, ladies, sorry, boys and girls team. And then returned to Egypt to, to stay about two years. And then 2013, I went to Italy. Delayed to there for two years. I played within two seasons. I was coaching the girls team or ladies team there for one year and then returned back to Egypt on 2015. So as I'm really interested to find out what it was that uh, attracted you as a young lad to the game. Um, you know, how, how does a young boy in, in Cairo find himself out on a hockey field? You know, in, uh, they tried to, hockey... When you see it in first time, you see like enjoyable sport. You know, I have to think about how you can use a stick and ball, moving the body. You know, making some drills, making some skills. You know, and when you come to to the game, you take it more enjoyable. You know, the kids here thinking how you control the stick and the ball and make it some skills. It's, it was good thing for them. And when you sh- you show you playing hockey, now they decide to come to join our club. For the teams, they tried to teach them hockey. To also, I forget to say something. Sharpea team is one of the best club in Egypt. They have junior numbers. They like about, uh, they have in teams about 300 uh, junior players. Right. In all, yeah, in all uh, ages. Started from 8 to 14 or 16. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big number. Uh, they have also academy as well. Not all the club, they have academy. Wow, that's that's good. And yeah. you've got you. This why you were three. So you mentioned four pitches in in Cairo. You've got your own uh, your own turf there and club. We have we have far. our yeah, yeah we have our own pitch in in Chartier. We have two in uh, in Cairo. We have two in Ismailia. With the tournament being held now, the African Cup yeah, in Ismailia. Yeah. So. Let's get a bit controversial, Ez, shall we? Where do you see African hockey as at, at the moment, as a whole? The African hockey, you know, is not that far, you know, but sometimes you have to to think about how to improve, you know, how to make them maybe known. You know, the, the problem here for other countries in uh, in Africa about financial, you know. They have problems, maybe like teams, they, they hold up or not going because they didn't have the money to go to play like African Cup of Nations or Africa Games. Maybe yeah. two teams, they drop off here because they have a problem for Nancha to come to, to Cairo because maybe the tickets, you know, air flight tickets is too high, maybe accommodation is too high for them, you know. Yeah, I think, this la- I think la- last year, last year Zambia dropped out, uh, the two Zambian sides dropped out pretty, yeah. pretty late. Zimbabwe and Namibia, yeah. Right. Yeah, and, 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 we was in Africa, South Africa in, in August, you know. We have to get like about maybe in, in Zambia, they have to come. But in the end, they didn't make it. Yeah. You know, which they make all change in, in all uh, teams. They make like one group. It should be two balls for two teams. Yeah. Now they change, you know. This, this is about only financial, you know. I have to think about some maybe sponsors for the African Federation who can help in some clubs or nations to do this. I know 
the next things for uh, Europe, you don't have to more to cost them more. You can go to Holland from Holland to Belgium like one hour driving, you know. Yeah. From France to to Germany maybe three hour driving, you know. It's not it's not that big. It's not costing you that big. <laughs> it's that not big money. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, living in Australia, we sort of understand some of the those travel issues that you guys had faced. I mean, big continents with sparse populations. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so just on the on the personal level, before we go on to talk about Africa Cup for Club Champions, uh, wh- where are you at now, Ez? You, you've you've got plenty of coaching uh, experience under your belt. Are you engaged in coaching as well as playing there in Egypt at the moment? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a player coach for my team. You know, I try to help them with some coaching. You know. Next year, maybe I'm retired from all hockey. I'm thinking about uh, to get like uh, a coach, maybe for my club. I hope, you know, maybe for the national team, which I always prefer. You know, uh, to be honest, you know, to finish in this career after maybe 39 years. You know, I'm, I'm 30 years old now. 39 years old now. You know, to finish your career and then start another career like uh, coaching for your national team, coaching for your club. I think it could be good for me. You know. As you mentioned, uh, your father said you got to stay and, and study. Did you end up with your degree? And yes. What was it in? Yeah, yeah. It's the physical education. Oh, okay. So it's in that coaching mould anyway. So you've, you've studied in the yeah, right area. This wa- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why I said, I'm okay, okay. I have to finish it, you know. Maybe it's helped me a lot. When I went to England, you know, because, you know, maybe... You have to like English courses. You have to make like something to to add your degree mm. or uh, your your uh, certificate. You have to make something in England as well, you know, for two years, which I make it and have it to college as well. Oh, excellent! It's uh, yeah. It's, it was I I was always thinking when I was thinking to go into uni. I have I was thinking about something related to sport, you know. And uh, physical education to be like a BE teacher or someone maybe helping you in coaching, you know, you have to be like a BE or physical education degree. As what opportunities are there for young kids, boys and girls to to play organised sport in Egypt? Is it, it, you know, is there a lot of organised junior activities and they've got a a whole heap of choices or is it something that, um, I don't know, it's just not happening there? No, no, it, uh, our Egyptian Hockey Federation now thinking about, uh, for next few years, you know, I think about genius. It was thinking before, like a league, uh, maybe some games for them, for boys and girls, you know. But they thinking now to make it a little bit more uh, bigger, you know, to have a lot of juniors and maybe boys and girls, it can help you to make a, like a big numbers of players, you know, because you know, to, to do that, you have to be collecting players, you know, or someone join to come to join to get to the game, you know. And now they think about that, you know, how how to manage, uh, how to think about to bring in players to hockey. You know. Well, j- just before we go but, on and talk about Africa Club for Club Champions, there's, there's I've just got one question for you. There's really two international club championships that happen around the world one is the one that you're taking uh, a participant in at the moment and the other is the euro hockey league 
Could you ever see yeah. a combination of uh, clubs like yours after you win the ACCC playing against the top clubs in Europe in some kind of world club championship? I think, uh, you know, maybe it's, it's, a, it's a different level, and I'm sure, you know. But if we play like Sharkey hockey team, play in Europe against like the champion of the HL league, you know, I think uh, it could be a good game. I think for me, you know. <laughs> I think, I think we, can, we can manage to do it. <laughs> no, I think I think you can. I think I think there's merit to it. But we've seen it happen with soccer, with the the World Club Championships, with uh, with soccer, and you don't necessarily always get um, evenly matched games. But what an experience for um, you know to come up against some of the top European sides, and you know who knows there could be an Oceana Club champion in 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 five years' time. There there could be a, um, a Pan American Club champion. And, uh, you know, yes. mate, we, we focus a lot on our international hockey, but we all also all know that clubs are the, the lifeblood of our sport. Uh, I just think it would be a great opportunity. I think uh, now they think, I heard from African Hockey Federation, now they thinking to make like a world league for all club nations, for all clubs, you know, like European club, uh-huh. the champion, yeah, yeah. Libya, champion from Africa. Champion from uh, two Americans, some from Asian, as you make like uh, like world world cup, like in the do it in football now. Yeah. Yep. I'd be supporting that. Now, as we're just past <laughs> we're just past the midway point in Ismailia for the A Triple C 2019. Um, I guess we've got to first ask the question on how you're going with our Shark here, um, but then we'll go on and talk about the performances of some of the other clubs from Ghana and Nigeria and Sudan um, who are all involved there on, on the ground this year. Um, how are you going so far? Are you looking good for a spot in the final at the weekend? Yeah. You know, we start the tournament on the 1st of December. The, we have six teams here playing. We now, until now, we are at the top of the... The pool, you know, we have 12 uh, points. We already won, we will be really focusing in, in the final. And so the final will be in uh, Sunday. I think, uh, we were up and ready for, uh, to win this cup because we have two issues to do it, you know, because the tournament here in Egypt and everyone looking in TV and everyone watching uh, us in TV and everyone is coming to support us in the stadium. And the second thing, because it's our favorite cup, the African Cup is our favorite title. Of course it is. You win it so many times. Yeah, this is why we are focusing how we can get it in the end. Who are you, who are your main our players, our team, they are focusing in this area. Who are your main rivals for this trophy? Ez, who, who do you reckon is going to be your stiffest opposition? We have two teams. We are waiting for one team. We have uh, the club from Egypt. It's called Smoha. It's a good club. They bring uh, more players. They have three former players from Pakistan. You know. Oh wow. And other club is uh, Kada. Kada star uh, from Nigeria. They doing very well. We the first game we play against Kada. We was losing two one. And the end we managed to win three two. Oh. No, but uh, it was a good game to watch. To be honest, you know. And they bring against each other tomorrow. It's Moha and Kada. No, who's the winner is going to play in a fight. Ah, right. Ah. So your all eyes will be pitch side, no doubt. 
Yeah. <laughs> and what about over in the, the women's well, competition? Who's the standouts in the women's competition? Obviously, our Shark here have got a, a side in there as well. Yeah, Shark. The, to be honest, the ladies' team, they've done very good history for them. You know, it's the second time for them to, play, to be in final. First. Yeah. Second, you know, they didn't participate in the last few years. And now they become to be in a final, which is a good history for them as well. And for the club, you know, they doing very well. They, they won the two games in, uh, in the group. I believe that semi final against a good side, uh, from Ghana, Police Club. Yeah. They won 3-0. And now they're waiting for to play in the final on Sunday as well. And who are they likely to meet up with? Uh, they're going to play against, uh, Ghana, GRE. The Revenue Ghana, Authority. Oh. Yes, the Revenue Authority. We're all yeah. over them. <laughs> yeah. No, the Ghana, Ghana Revenue, it was a good uh, team as well last year. Again, when we were in Nigeria, they, fi- they finished second. But this year, I think they don't prepare as well themselves to be in this tournament. Maybe, so they have some issues or have some problems. But, uh, this year they don't do very well. You know, but the latest team for the GRA, they're doing very well here. You know, we, our latest team and Ghana, they draw 3-3 in first game in this tournament. Just out and of now in- they're going to play again in the final. Sorry, it's just out of interest. How many women have you got playing at our Sharky? How many women's teams? We have first team, you know, we have, uh, like juniors. We didn't have second team for them. Because the league is different. You'll be like, like the latest team, the first team. And they could make like ages under uh, 19, ages under uh, 15, ages uh-huh. under 17. We don't have, we don't have that uh, big league in, uh, for latest team. But it's, look, it's, I, I think, I think it's great to, to see perhaps we don't hear a lot about, uh, Egyptian women's hockey and it's great to see, see some presence, um, particularly coming out of your club with it. Fantastic. Um, yeah. so you did mention before as, as well about crowds. Are you getting some good local support down there? Yeah. You know, and, uh, because the tournament here in Egypt, we, 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 we was thinking to host in this tournament because it's a certain time, you know, to, to be in, in, in the African Cup. And when we start, Africa, Sharkia is participating in 29 time, 0124. And now we think because it's a certain time, we have to bring it to Egypt. Uh-huh. Now we, this is why everyone sub, supporting us to win here in Egypt. And also some like family, friends, uh, supporting come to as a crowd to come to watching us as well. Yeah. And also the, this tournament has been in, in, in TV. And a lot of people watching as well. Well you say it on TV, of course we can catch some of that around the world on YouTube, can't we? Yeah. I can send you the, the link later on. I think it's on, it's on, on, is it on, on sport we need to look for? On sport, yes. On sport too. On sport too. So you can just search YouTube and have a look, but it, some of those links are also available from the African Hockey Federation on Twitter and on Facebook. So yes, you can check yeah. The, yeah. They publish it in, uh, as well, the, the video and games on African hockey pages. And I also understand you did a good tourism job. Everybody had a bit of a tour of the Suez Canal. Yeah. Yeah, the two South Canal, because we have a new one last few years. We have two now. It's going around here. Right. I think everyone here is, is enjoying it. 
you know, to be here in Nismalay. And it's a rest day today before you get back into the action tomorrow. So you, are you on field tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're playing our last game in the, in the pool and then we're going to play in the final on Sunday. Uh, as, how's the weather there at the moment? Because obviously Egypt has a, um, a reputation of being hot and sandy and so does uh, our country here, Australia. We're hot and sandy as well. We had 40 odd degree, 42 degrees today here in Perth. How are you guys travelling at no. the moment? <laughs> <laughs> no, and we're now in, in the winter, but within that, uh, that cold, you know. I think the degree is about uh, 20, 22. It's a good weather to play hockey and go oh, around perfect. here as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah enjoy that. Yeah. Well, as. That's why I said everyone is in. Yes. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I said everyone is uh, enjoyed uh, to be here in Ismailia. Well, it's fantastic that everybody is there in Ismailia and, and uh, taking part of the 2019 Africa Cup for Club Champions. As we wish you every success for our shark here. No doubt you're going to win it again. You make a bit of a habit of it. <laughs> we'll try to do our best. And we wish you every success as well with your future coaching journey. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for this interview. Thank you for the best thing, you know. Thank you for you to Matt and John. Uh, looking forward for another interview, and uh, maybe in a few, in future. Excellent. Well, that's it. When you win, when you win the African Championships as national coach. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and that was Ez. Armadez. And he's uh, captain of Egypt. He's plays for Shakir. He's going to be in... 20, 20 years Sorry, playing no. for your country. Well, three <laughs> three years off when oh, he retired. I was running through that, like you were going through his CV before. I was thinking, this guy's 75 years old, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been around a bit. It just shows wherever you are in the world, when you get the bug for the game, it stays yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And they've got a... I mean, they're pretty good, Egypt. I mean, people, I don't think, give them enough credit for what they've been able to achieve as a, as a national setup. And um, yeah, well, as was there, Athens Olympics. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's huge for a nation yeah. that has the hockey base the size of Egypt. You know? oh, and, would you say a small hockey nation, John? A small hockey nation. Why aren't they? Why but they, they don't play eleven aside hockey, so they must be a, a big hockey nation if they're playing eleven aside. They must be, yeah. Because it's only the small nations that play five-a-side. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, even But big nations play nine-a-side. They do, but not for very long, John. No, not for very long at all. Oh, well, where are we moving to now? I don't know. Great to speak. Follow, follow, follow African hockey. Check it out. Especially check out Ghana Revenue. I love watching that team play. I like the the Ghana Police and Ghana Revenue. Police against Revenue, yeah. yeah. Fantastic games there. Um but I think, yeah, one of the big challenges, like everywhere in the world, it's money and it's finance to get to these different different places for tournaments. There are there are Sudanese teams there, John. Great. So it, it's it's um, imagine if you could get the top club sides from the whole of Africa there. Uh, the Kenyans aren't there this time around. South Africans aren't there this time around. If you could boost that tournament to be fully inclusive of of all African nations then you're pushing towards something that you can then go, right, this is this is the premier African hockey club experience and the winners of this competition can go and compete with the winners of the EHL, can go and p- compete with 
other big club sides from around the world. Can I can I make comments that might be deemed politically incorrect? Go on then. Okay. Being like you. Have you have have you ever watched any of well, I know you have. The African hockey mm-hmm. that, that goes on. We we've seen Ghana police and other teams and watched the club championships and a couple of other tournaments over the time back. Do, do you reckon European hockey authorities really want to unleash the power and athleticism of African hockey players? The potential power. No. Well, no, that's, well, I hear what you're saying, but no, 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 no. There's great, Mate, there's I great. Was, well, I've been watching some of those games and you just, um, okay, it's, it's very raw and, um, perhaps naive, but you can, you can see, you can see what's the potential of the, the players coming out of those areas of Africa. And we're seeing it in our country because we get a lot of African, um, so doing Europe, I suppose, as well. But we're African refugees or immigrants coming here, and the young kids are picking up on the local sporting code mm-hmm. uh, of of football. And um, isn't that what you right. want to see? Isn't it? It's, it's well, incredible. It's brilliant. They are killer athletes, so yeah, um, yeah. And ah, oh, it's a subject for discussion. I mean, I I can I can see a day when European clubs will start plundering African hockey the same way that soccer clubs did. Oh, jeez, you're a dreamer, mate. We're not on the positive, positivity show again this week. You think we're going to get that big? Thing. You think we're... Huh? That, that's potentially a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, but you've got to get to the good place first, where we're actually a big enough sport that the money's in there, which is then makes it worthwhile for somebody to get involved in the middle to bring those players across. We're talking about 50 bloody years away, if that... And oh, then it won't be, then it won't be the, then it won't be the case because we'll have clubs of about 30 players and, and just playing hockey fights. The fight. problem is we haven't been thinking 50 years ahead. The problem is we don't think until the next Olympic Games and worrying about the funding models to get us through the next Olympic cycle. That's the problem. Yeah. Cycling. There you go. That's where you want to go. One man sport. Welcome to the Verse Stick Rant. To the what? Episode. The Rant episode. <laughs> what else have we got, mate? you got a list there. Oh, not a lot. Oh, International Volunteers Day. A couple oh, of days, yeah, days ago. If you are a Wasn't hockey... that wildly embraced by the sporting community? Yeah, I think so. No, I don't. Yeah, FIH put, put a post up. Hockey, post. De- hockey WA put a post, a post. up. I, re- well, I reposted not, it. And I'm not talking about the association. Matt Favier, the hockey, hockey Australia CEO, put out a little post saying well done to all the hockey volunteers out there. And all the non-hockey volunteers. My my uh, comments are more aimed and directed at us as a sports community in, as a whole in not responding to those posts. There was very, very little said by anybody. Did you know it was National, International Volunteers Day until you saw no. one of those posts? And this is But what... I could have and I should have done a repost or I should have liked it and put a comment saying thanks volleys because you do keep our game going yeah. now that doesn't include anybody that's umpired me in the last five years because you get bloody paid <laughs> so you're not a volunteer um, yeah anyway look take you, I was trying to be positive if you are a hockey volunteer we out there. You stick last week, you're, mate. It's you're, so involved, nah, you're involved in your club. You're coaching the juniors. You're making the teas. You're cleaning the toilets. You're working behind the bar. You're doing maintenance around the grounds. You're driving people here, there, and everywhere. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are the very essence of our great game. Yep. Good words. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if I'm behind a bar, I'm not working. 
can't, mate. You can't drink. <laughs> this is the thing. Now you, you're getting, you're getting back to front. I think. <laughs> but you're standing. Is it behind the bar? That's at the front of the bar. That's right. You probably had a few by it. It's episode one, two, three of the Global Hockey Podcast. The Glow Ho Po. Um, you might have seen hashtag Glow Ho Po on the socials. If you haven't, just search hashtag Glow Ho Po. You'll find out what it's all about. Just look on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. If you can't find the Glow Ho Po, just uh, like and subscribe to at the Reverse Stick. We mentioned last week we're going to talk about the concussion. Still trying to line someone up to have a further chat. But safety. Safety. Safety is a hot issue. The, uh, hockey, it, hockey paper's got a four-page special coming up, coming up on coming up player safety. safety. A big full post bag on your views out there. Do check that safety. out. Safety. Um, is, uh, is our sport unsafe? As unsafe as walking down the street, John, with people throwing really hard objects. And <laughs> <laughs> trying to hit you with a stick. Just, just imagine walking, walking down your high street, going past the green greengrocer, and an angry bloke steps out and starts picking up coconuts and throwing well, them at your head. If they had been down at the nest at Lakelands on Tuesday night, they would have seen an angry bloke. They might have liked to throw things at. Excuse me. Oh, we'll keep that. But let's talk about safety. <laughs> You're going off track. Oh, just a little bit. Safety. No, but is it? Do we have an issue with safety in hockey? The, the, it seems to suddenly have exploded. There's a, there's, there's a, uh, a renewed look at some of the things we all talk about all of the time, but sometimes it takes an incident, an incident in particular to galvanise opinion and get it all spouted out at the same time. And then pretty soon we forget all about it. There may be some changes made with face masks that we've had for, for runners at short corners and, and things like that. Um, but ultimately... Okay, the, it's perceived that the ball moves a bit quicker now uh, than, than it ever used to, but there's always been in that inherent danger of a hard ball and a wooden carbon aramide Kevlar composite. So, oh no, I, I just I just wonder if we're just overplaying it all a little bit. I mean, um, <laughs> for years years and years, car manufacturers have been making cars safer and safer and safer and safer. But it doesn't stop an idiot driving through a red light. Or it, it, it I, I think we've got to be, it, there's only so far you can take things before you're starting to take away some of the elements that make the game what it is. Now helmets, I don't know if that's an element that's going to remove or the enjoyment of the game for people or not. Uh, I doubt it, but it might do for some. I'm more worried about the idea that at a time when we're we're trying to talk the game up and 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 spread the word. We're also sending the message that God damn, it's dangerous. You've got to wear a helmet to play this game. You, well, I, you well, I, like, I, well, I, I kind of laugh laugh off the danger, and I'll go back and I'll go. People can get my, seriously hurt playing hockey, but, but I'll speak to my girls. Lots of games. But I'll speak to my girls, and and I'll show them the bruise on my toe, and oh, I think that might be broken. Or I'll show them the bruise on the knee, or wherever it might be on the body. And um, say it with some kind of amusement, and it's a kind of a, a battle scar. But yet, I'm expecting them to follow me into this game, and they play the game. Why would I want to put a family member through that potential injury or potential risk? Why? Why? Absolute crazy. Well, you're what a bad dad. And in fact, why do I even continue to play with that inherent risk that's there? 
Well, it's because I enjoy the game, and it's something that that I'm better at than I am in any other sport. <laughs> so there's no point in playing anything else. Like, at least I can do that to a reasonable level, and I take that danger element along with it. I just hope that I can teach my girls to be a better player than I am and maybe not bear quite as much risk as I do. I, For years, I've had, not had been fighting against, but... You know, people talk if the in casual conversation in the hockey I play hockey uh oh, yeah, oh that's dangerous. And there is a perception outside the game that hockey's actually dangerous. Well, you speak and you speak to your local emergency department and no, on, but on, that's, on a no, Saturday no. evening forty percent of the people are in there are with are with hand injuries or or leg injuries from playing hockey. Not forty percent. And not forty percent of the sports people that are in there. No, not even that mate. Forty percent of the team I mean, sports people that you know are in there. How many there. blokes Play, break their fingers playing Australian. They see a lot of people. They see they a lot, see a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you can hurt yourself playing the game, and but really at a scale against other sports. And how often do you see someone get seriously hurt in the way we've seen recently? Once. There's been one episode recently where someone was seriously hurt. Yeah, look, you you see it. You you see like you know you do see ambulances called called to ground. Yeah. But I reckon, all right, last season. But you can see an ambulance called to a ground if someone does their knee bad enough. I was probably involved in two or three games where there were concerns about somebody's welfare. There was one lad at, at you played that game um, out at Southern River. The, he went down, but he'd had a neck injury prior. And he hit hit the turf, and so there was concerns. He had to spend the night night in hospital overnight. And and, and there, and that's uh, that's not a problem with the game. That's a problem with the surface they're playing on. Yeah. And oh, so, that, yeah, that's the, the con- concussion comes from that that hard surface, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. And uh, it's it's an interesting path that we want to start moving down if we're going to follow follow it. I don't know. I, I'm just not sold that there is a there is an inherent safety issue with the game that hasn't been exposed for a hundred years. Yeah. And that we as hockey players, in the same way that you know, in certain other sports, players can do X, Y, and Z to you. Yeah. And and it's part an accepted part of the game. I mean, look um, at rugby players' ears. Exactly. Look at mine, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, you got headphones on. Uh, good thing. Anyway, it's it's a good, it's something that should be discussed. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just totally oh, this is safety bollocks. Yeah, but, where, where, but where, where do we take it to a point where where the um, the personal protective equipment becomes more of a risk or too much of a um, a, a, well, a comfort uh, that that's going to make you play the game differently? Like big big goggles, masks, helmets to play the game. Well, how are you going to get over the ball and see the ball effectively and not top it, undercut it? Whatever it might be, I don't know. You know, all, all sorts. The, just the, the the risk of head injury from one player to another. Um, there's there's lots of different elements that can can result from introducing that equipment as a norm within the game. Yeah, um, and we should look at the way players are injured, not the injuries necessarily themselves. Yeah. Oh, broken hands. We've got to do something. But oh, we've all got to wear gloves. Well, why are players breaking their hands? Oh, because we've got this rule that encourages them to come on from the wrong side or something stupid yeah, like right, this. Yeah, you yeah. know. Anyway, uh, that comes back to um, what do they call them? Short corners, the drag flick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep it backboard height. Yeah. Same. Same as a, a hit. Let's face it; they're both just as lethal as each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you're still going to get deflection anyway. You know, Make them run from outside the post. Make the runners go from outside the post. Yeah. You can always say no one's in the goal but the goalie and your postmen are allowed to step in. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's... Different ways to look at it. It might not necessarily be the first call is to everybody pad up like the honey monster. Definitely not. Honey monster. Who is the honey monster? Actually, he's a. That's like, not some no, late night no, at home. He's that, there's term, a, there's a guy that plays for a, lo- a local club who's um, pretty big fella, and uh, we had a few run-ins over a couple of seasons. In fact, that was that was a game that Shero scored a stroke, um, got a stroke against this fella who was in goal, the honey monster, and uh, he saved it, and I shouted. Sharo, have another go! And he's followed up and undercutted the ball into the top from a, from a stroke. He hadn't played the game for a while. Oh, anyway, Tales oh, of the Honey Monster. Um, myself and Ashley used to do a little bit of work with a, a Honey Monster. Uh-huh. He was uh-huh. a, a Honey uh-huh. Monster. Uh-huh. He's recently made his debut um, commentating cricket, so Honey Monster, I know you're not listening, but well done, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you yeah, are listening still, thank you. that toe rag that we call a local newspaper. Ah, right, so yeah, look yeah. out for the Honey Monster byline if you happen to be in Perth. All right. Will do. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no. Nothing, play the outro no, yet? No, nothing of any Oh, no, I can't play the outro yet. Why not? Because I want to talk about what many saw as one of the most disgraceful performances they've seen on a hockey field <laughs> for a long, long time. When was that, John? Tuesday night, Matt. Uh-huh. It was at the Nest Lakelands, the yeah. home of Fremantle Hockey Club. Yeah, yeah. And the newly inaugurated five hockey five season that yeah. you've created. Yeah. Because you're, you're at the top end of yeah. creative in thinking a, when a, it comes in, to in, hockey, mate. Innovator. Yeah. 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 Influencer. Um, yeah. Who'd have thought? Um, with a, a junior umpire involved in a game that you were playing in. Yeah. Now, I must point out that this game... Was what, was being, the makeup, what was the makeup of the teams? Explain that first. No, I want to. I want to tell people what was on offer here. For, okay. uh, that, you know, the winner was going to own Lingley Station, <laughs> and fifty thousand head of sheep, and the, uh, the the Shark Bay Heritage World listed centre. There's a lot on it. There was a, there was a lot on it. Now, there was a, a team of predominantly younger players, say eight, between the ages of what. Uh, 18, 18, 27, no, no, 28? 28, yeah, 18 and 28, yeah. Playing against you. And, the, yeah, well, so it was Mars, Mars, The two Fairbanks boys. Well, no, but we had, we, uh, Smiles, yeah. yeah Smiles. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have an opposition for the game, and then there was only about eight in the normal seniors, not the Masters competition. I said, boys, we'll just mix it up, whatever, right, we'll grab you, you go with him, blah, blah, blah. So, the, yeah, that's how it ended up. So there was, a, so there was you, mix, a lunatic Irishman. Uh, yeah. The two seed munchers. Yeah. And that, um, uh, P, oh, P, 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 we'll just leave it at P, we'll just leave <laughs> it at He's got a nickname, but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, can't use that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and he, yeah, he played, that gave us our five. Okay. And they had, they had six. Now, who would have thought a group of, of older players yep. would have, would have, just decide who would have ever thought well, we that ta- your egos we tailed them up we tailed them up 7-3 first half that's right yeah see th- th- this they, is mate they've got twos they've got twos they've got boys who played twos this season huh? yeah couldn't yeah. trap for Toffee didn't like the pressure oh, yeah. well look what was what most people were disappointed at 
was your abuse of a young and up-and-coming umpire. Now, we've your spoken... Your petulant behaviour. No, 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 Having no, a crack. No. Before, we've spoken about this. No, we've spoken about this very, very recently, John. No, no, I'm not joking. Development of club... <laughs> development of umpires happens at club level. Okay. They've got to learn what it's going to be like out in the real world. Oh, really? Out there, umpiring <laughs> real right? senior men's games of hockey. Now, I might have taken advantage of the fact that I made the rules up. and um, As you went along, apparently. And he, and he can't give red cards. But that's important. This is, this is the breeding ground for umpires, John. This is where they learn their craft, learn their trade. Without the pressure, without the... You know, the big worry of making the wrong decision for league points, they come to summer hockey, they come and um, <laughs> no, no, John, they come and umpire me, and they learn, they learn how to deal with sticky, prickly individuals. What, what uh, is really I, interesting? No, no, this is my service to the game, John, and, and, I, and I offer this, I offer this quite honestly and generously to any young umpire around the world. You are welcome to come along and Get educated. What was even funnier for those of us watching from the sidelines at your behaviour was your teammates laughing at you, the ones that were standing behind you. <laughs> you didn't see that. And it did, look, it, it, it touched many of us. Yeah, it, it, it should do. Many of us. It's Tuesday Night Entertainment, mate. Well, it uh, was. It was very entertaining. It's entertaining and educating. We're like some kind of modern-day BBC or ABC. No, I am a one-man ABC. Uh, and I was informing everyone around the field how bad the umpire's decisions were. Look at that. Educating. What was it? Informing and... What's the other thing? Abusing. Abusing, that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was a little bit of that going on. There was a lot of there was a lot of umpire questioning going on in a five-a-side game with no goalkeepers and no one who really gave a shit. Well, I gave a shit, John. You were the only one who gave a shit. It's old blokes? No, I wasn't, mate. Old blokes against the young blokes. We're there to win the game. Anyway, we did win it in the end. It's 13-11 final score. Yeah, they came back. Gonna, they, they that's, came back that's the problem. You're keeping the score. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Robbie Smart is playing. He's Mr. Stato. He can tell you the result of a seven-a-side game at Marvel two years ago against the blokes in green. Don't worry about that. I don't need to worry about any of that. Oh, you got, so you, you did have some backup, did you? I haven't lost the game with those boys. Oh. <laughs> thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you if you are a patron. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to support us with a little bit of moolah, we'd really appreciate it. Head to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick to help us with our hockey podcast endeavours. Yeah, look out for the email coming soon, Keely. Matt's offering his services as, a, as an umpire and mentor globally. We can maybe do it visual, like VR, virtual reality, John. Wouldn't that be something? Next week, I'm going to film it and we'll send Keely the footage and see what she We might be playing it. against each other next week. That'd be nice. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. Uh, we'll get the video footage for you, you ladies and gentlemen. You tried to last time, you prick. It'll be on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Got your rinsed. What didn't we mention? Uh, Slapchat podcast. Uh, uh. First of the uh, new batch of episodes coming out now. A couple of new ones up on the Belgian Hockey Podcast and StudioHockey.com. Yep. Um, hoping for something interesting coming up with StudioHockey.com soon. I understand really? some uh, interviews with some FIH B 
Big wigs. Ooh. Yes. Very exciting. Not on uh, video, I hope. Uh, just audio? Yeah, just okay. audio. Okay.